Dang. It's the Film Survivor Podcast, yo. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, another another great episode of Survivor Game Changers, in my opinion. Uh, no one can tell me otherwise. But, uh, yeah, we're about to dig into it here. I got an exit interview coming up. Um, so, right off the bat, this is your final spoiler warning. And your only spoil spoiler warning. So, uh, if you haven't seen the episode yet, make sure you check out my recap uh, on realitytea.com. Uh, and make sure you see the episode, of course. So with that, spoiler alert. Yes, we are about to talk to the self-proclaimed queen of Survivor herself, Sandra Diaz-Twine, the two-time winner, the only two-time winner in the history of the game. Uh, She just saw her torch snuffed for the very first time after 16 days in the game uh, this season. She was at five out of six tribal councils and uh, just, I think she went a little bit further than most people would have thought this year and surprised many. And it came down to another crazy tribal council last night, to be honest. Uh, it was, uh, it was had me on the edge of, your, on, on edge of my seat. Ty found two idols during this episode, uh, but we're going to get to all that. Uh, I'll, we'll briefly kind of recap the show and then uh, we'll get into the interview with Sandra. And then at the tail end of this podcast, um, I'll mention uh, some of the new movies that are hitting theaters this weekend. Uh, March, well, we're not in March anymore, Tom. This is now April 7th uh, on Friday this week. So uh, my name is Tom Santilli. I should tell you that. I am the host of the Film Survivor podcast. Uh, You can follow all of my uh, Survivor coverage and film reviews at Tom Santilli on Twitter. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash film survivor. You can download the Film Survivor podcast, this very podcast. Uh, it's on Podbean and it's also available on iTunes. So, best way to get all my stuff at Tom Santilli. So, that's out of the way. We uh, had a crazy episode this week. Lots of uh, game changing twists were introduced, uh, starting with, uh, you know, the tribe shakeup. We went back to. A two-tribe format, uh, and it's a tough part of the game. Usually when you are drawing buffs from Jeff Probst and you're playing Survivor, you can either look back to that moment as when your game ended, or you can look back to that moment as when you know what propelled you to, to the end. Uh, for some, they end up on the losing end of that, though, and that was the case tonight, at least, for, uh, for Sandra Diaz-Twine. Um, she is a very controversial player, villain. I keep calling her a super villain in, in my writing. I think she's uh, earned that credibility. She's a first ballot Survivor Hall of Famer. Uh, everybody loves talking about Sandra in the Survivor community. Is she the greatest winner ever? Is she overrated? Everybody has their opinions. I personally, it's just numbers, guys. You know, she's won twice. She's played twice. You know, she's got the highest batting average. It, you know, and to me, I'm a stats guy. I think that that comes down to it. It's kind of like, you know, Tom Brady. I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fan in the world, honestly, but the dude's won what, like five Super Bowl rings now? I mean, you can debate it all you want that, you know, guys like Dan Marino were better quarterbacks than Tom Brady, but I mean, you can't argue with five rings. I mean, what it, it depends on what you value. Are you valuing winning the game, accomplishing what you're playing the game for? Or are you looking at 
aspects of the game. You know, oh, he, you know, he had, he had the best arm or he had the best awareness in the pocket. You know, the, yeah, he has, those things are arguable. Is Sander the best strategic player of all time? I think that's arguable. Is she the best physical player of all time? No question. She's not. Uh, is she the best social player ever to play the game? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know if she ranks uh, number one in any of the individual categories that you could break down for a survivor player, but she lands first on the list in wins more than anybody else ever. More than Boston Rob, more than Parvati, more than anybody you can think of, anybody that's ever played the game. So to me, by default, she's deserves the title of the greatest, you know, the, the queen. She's the queen of Survivor. Now, she went out this time. Uh, as you'll hear in the podcast, I've been quoting this, and apparently I was wrong. Sandra, of course, not afraid to correct people when she talks to them. <laughs> uh, Sandra has now gone 94 days in the game without uh, having her torch snuffed, which is not a record, apparently. Uh, the record is actually Amanda Kimmel, who has gone over 100-something. Uh, the difference being Amanda... Never won the game. So Sandra's gone 94 days in the game without ever losing the game of Survivor until now. She went 16 uh, days this time around. And uh, she was interesting to watch. I, I You know, it, it's tough this season when I look at things like, you know, in a row now we've had Malcolm out, JT out of the game. Sandra is now gone. Uh, I mean, these are big names, you know. And then I look at who's left and I see people like, you know, Haley and Sierra, you know, and, and it's nothing against them. They've, they're fine. And I'm sure that, you know, they've, they have their own attributes and things like that, but I, I keep going back to the whole game changers concept. And I, I wonder, I just wish that every person this season was like at the caliber of a Sandra or a Tony Vlachos, you know, uh, you know, why not? You know, I feel like there's a couple people this season that just don't really fit in. And when they're taking out all of these Titans week to week and we're left with a show, you know, full of you know guys like Ty and, again, I don't mean to pick on them, but like Haley and Sierra, uh, you know, Sarah, Lucina, I like her a lot. Nothing against her, but, again, you know, would I have rather watched Richard Hatch for a third time? Maybe I would. Maybe I would. Uh, you know, anyway... Well, let's not get into that, but the whole point being I'm a little disappointed that we're seeing all these Titans go out, but that's that's the, the rub of an all-star season like this. That's what happens. That's what's going to happen. And uh, for one, I'm impressed. The season keeps building on itself, uh, and I love that the producers are showing that they are not afraid to mix this game up. They, are, they have continuously – I mean, they are now in the game, as far as the game is concerned, I think they're like, what, 19 days into the game? Uh and they have introduced a bevy of, of twists and turns to keep these uh, so-called all-stars off balance. But, uh, yeah, also tonight, uh, what, the other big thing other than Sandra going home was Ty found two idols, and not only that, but he didn't play either of them, uh, which ended up being the smart move. The other big twist, of course, was the return of Exile, which uh, is now the name of a yacht. It is not Exile, uh, Exile Island the place where people used to get thrown and deprived of food and water for days and worn down mentally and physically. Uh, I love that twist because, again, it plays on the expectation of the players and the audience. 
I think the audience has been thrown for as many loops as the players this season, which is always a good sign of a good survivor season. Uh, yeah, so you got, you know, Deb, of course, uh, drew a blank uh, blank envelope and was sent to exile, which, of course, is uh, we learned was a yacht where she got to relax and eat and drink. And then she was visited by Cochran. It was great to see Cochran, uh, you know, but at the same time, I'm thinking – you know, I could have done without that part. I'll be honest. It was good. You know, but every season's different. What makes Cochran an expert player? You know, he's going to give Deb advice. You know, as he's talking about Deb being overconfident, I'm kind of thinking he's coming across as a little overconfident. You know, yeah, he's Cochran. He won the game. He also lost the game once. Uh, made a pretty foolish move that game, in fact. Uh, and I don't know. But it was cool. I guess it was cool to see him. It was cool for Deb. I don't care if she, you know, she might have, you know, she could have hugged anybody. I think she's like having human contact out there and somebody to put a shoulder on and have a sounding board uh, was a good thing for Deb and a cool reward. And then it was ended off by the advantage option where she got to pick what she wanted uh, for an advantage and she picked it having an extra vote. This is a good one to debate, too. I can't wait to see what fans and what you guys out there listening to this think of of this. But what would you have picked? Uh, a fake idol building kit, uh, the extra vote, or an advantage at a challenge? I'm sure a lot of you, uh, I do, of course. I'm a big fan of Dalton Ross at uh, Entertainment Weekly, and I read his uh, stuff every week, and I read uh, his interview with Propes every week. And Propes pointed out a good thing, too, that – you know, he actually would have taken the, the fake idol. Uh, why? Well, let's break it down. The two votes that you get, it sounds cool, but it hasn't really worked out yet. Uh, that you know, advantage has been around a couple times, and it really hasn't been a huge factor in the game. Now, could it? It sure could. Uh, the other thing is that advantage at a, at a tribal challenge, that doesn't guarantee you anything. So... That's a kind of a kind of a lame one too, and that one it exposes to everybody uh, that you got some kind of an advantage, and it might even put the heat on you more than you would have thought uh, to even you know tell people that. Uh, so you're left with the fake idol thing. At first, it seems silly, but you know this is a, a fake idol kit coming from the pro- the producers of Survivor. I mean, this thing might have looked like an identical idol to the ones that have been being played. Uh, if Deb has that. And, you know, gives it, you know, maybe she uses it in, in a way where she can build, you know, loyalty by handing it off to somebody. Could you imagine uh, giving somebody an idol like that uh, in trust and, and to build a way to get deeper into the game and then, you know, it's meaningless? <laughs> that's, a, you know, it could have been interesting. I think that's what the producers were hoping for, but Deb went with the extra vote. We'll have to see how that plays out. We'll also have to see how it plays out. Uh, you know, people usually now are expecting there to maybe be an idol at Exile Island. So the fact that Deb has gone there, people sometimes like to send the same person back. We've seen that a lot too, because you don't want to get a bunch of people, uh, sent to exile because now a bunch of different people could potentially have found a hidden idol. So, you know, Deb might, um, you know, begrudgingly, you know, wink, wink, accept the, you know, the, the burden again, wink, wink, of going back to Exile Island with the rest of the game and the players not knowing that it's actually a yacht where she's eating and sleeping and drinking. So, 
that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And again, um, you know, Deb now returning to the game in Sandra's spot. Uh, we will have to see how that shakes out. You know, but we're getting closer and closer, guys, to the merge. I mean, we're at now 14 players left. We're probably going to see it in here in the next couple weeks, I'd imagine. Uh, so anyway, all that went on, and I appreciate you uh, uh, tuning into this podcast. But uh, without further ado, let's just get into it. Let's talk to Sandra. Uh, Sandra, again, controversial, two-time winner. One, honestly, one of my favorite personal people uh, that have ever played the game. I know that she has uh, a lot of haters out there. But, uh, you know, I'm not one of them. But let's keep debating it until the, till the end of time here. But let's uh, – here it is. Here's my interview with Sandra Diaz-Twine uh, just today, the day after she was voted out of Survivor Game Changers. Sandra, how's it going? John, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Great talking to you again. I don't know if you remember me, I but I, we talked – we did a podcast like probably five years ago now um, – I'm a huge fan of yours. I just want to start off by telling you that. So, oh, thank you very much. He- I appreciate it. To heck it. with all these Sandra haters out there. Exactly. <laughs> so let's. There just... ain't that many, really. There ain't that many. No. You want you them over? Well, you know, I from my readership alone, you you're you went from because I remember when I talked to you last time. It was after Heroes Villains, and you were you know, on the villain tribe and it, and you were kind of like, you know, yeah, I could see that this time. I feel like you came out and really embraced it. You're like, yeah, I'm not just a villain. I'm like super villain. I'm, I'm Sandra, super villain. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. What's next for me after this Lord. <laughs> but I love watching. I think you're, you did a fantastic job, but I, I want to start with last night's tribal. Um, what exactly went on? What did we see and what, what happened? Um, so we get out there and Ty, you know, throws out Ozzy's name and the reasons why, you know, Ozzy's a big threat. He's a physical threat. You know, we got to get him out now. And I was like, this is icing on the cake. I, I really wanted uh, Ty to mess up. And I viewed this as something he shouldn't have done. And I had a conversation with Ozzy way before we got out there. And I was like, Ozzy, I want to work with you. You have to protect me first. And then it'll pay dividends for you once the merge comes because I will do whatever you say. I will write down anybody's name. I won't question anything. You just say the word and it's a done deal. And he agreed to it. And so I thought, okay, me and Ozzy, we're going to work together moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't me. I'm going to suck him into anything. It was me really honestly saying, Ozzy, protect me now and I'll protect you. Um, honestly. You know, just very honest. Got it. And so I thought I was with him. They told me not to worry. They told me it would be Ty. He was dangerous. Um, they had already, I think, had their sights on Ty, but then me talking about the Korong 4, the Korong 3, mm-hmm. you know, just reminding them these people are dangerous. They've got to be taken out. Um, so when we get out to Tribal Council, Ty is constantly grabbing his pocket like if there was a rock, a shell, or a uh, immunity idol in there, which now we know he had already found two mm-hmm. that he hasn't mm-hmm. even played. Um, so he kept grabbing his pocket, and when I got voted off and I did my interview right immediately after, I said, I don't know what happened. I thought I was with Ozzy. I thought Ty was going home. I think Ozzy got scared, and I think it happened when... Ty kept grabbing his pocket. Like, there's a way people grab their pockets when they have something. Hmm, you know, yeah. the nerves. He, Ty might have not known he was doing it, but he kept grabbing his pocket. And um, if Ty would have convinced me 
and Barner, you know, in in Ozzy's eyes to vote out Ozzy, and then Ty would have played his idol, then Ozzy would have potentially have gone home. Um, but still, that was still not enough people. You know, it's only three to four of them because Andrea right. told Ty that she would vote the way he wanted to, too, but she didn't. But she said it out there. She was like, Ty, you know, I'll vote with you. So that would have been the fourth person we were looking for. Um, but she didn't. It was, you know, it was just a facade. But, you know, until I saw it on TV, I didn't even know these people were coming after me the mm. way they were, mm. you know, like from the beginning, like from minute one that I landed on that tribe. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, too, because in the first episode, you kind of brought up the, the fact that, like, look, us winners have to stick together this season. You know, there's a lot of game changers out there, but guys like Tony, guys like JT would be, um, you know, shields, you know, for each other possibly in a, in a way for you to get deep into the game. But, you know, Tony ended up being in your sights early on. Uh, JT ended up in your sights early on. Looking back on it, do you regret the, the fact that you weren't able to work with the other previous winners? Well, I, I really don't have any regret other than, you know, we spent 23 days in Vietnam together and we really got to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's different when you know these people on a personal level versus just in the game, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I've never been to Ponderosa. I've never done the whole trip thing where we're together all day every day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but going back to tony and even jt i wasn't coming after tony until we lost that snake challenge mm-hmm. i was i never once said tony's name out there until we lost the challenge then he tells me um sandra we got to vote out jeff or um varner or troy then because they're both over 50 years old and jeff um uh, couldn't carry the head of the snake, and Troy's ass lost the balance being two times. Well, Jeff and uh, Varner and Troy's aunt are with me. They're my guys, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I tell them each, hey, this is what he just told me. Catch him alone. See what he tells you who he wants out. Of course, they go catch him alone, each one separately, and he tells them Sandra's got to go home because she's worthless. So I was never coming after Tony. I did it. A winner cannot win unless it's three winners at the end. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. it. But Tony came after me first. And then with JT, I didn't know he was after me again until I saw it on TV because I told him when we got there, I said, yeah, it looks like five against one, but you're in a good position. We've been trying to get Aubrey out since day number one. You're not going anywhere. What does he do? He turns around and tells Aubrey everything I'm saying. That's what he, you know, he's just a snitch. Can't tell him nothing. Um, And then we go to tribal council. He rats us out about our plan. Malcolm goes home. Malcolm shouldn't have gone home. Malcolm should have still been there. And if Malcolm would have still been there, we would have went to the next challenge and possibly either won that one or came in second. We wouldn't have lost it. Not to Culpepper just having Ty, Debbie, and Haley. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would have had Malcolm and JT go head-to-head with these guys. And um, so right right there, what JT did screwed up. Not only Malcolm's game, JT's game, my game, but it screwed up a lot more games in the future yeah. so there was consequences to that so at the end of the day my thing is if you're listening don't trust jt he's a horrible player <laughs> well you know your your famous uh, winning strategy both times what was the whole you know anybody but me kind of a strategy um this season though it seemed like you even said it i think in the first episode that you kind of you had to come out a bit bolder and stronger because you know sandra is not going to fly under the radar or uh play play a, a game where you're not the target of other people this this time around um do you feel 
though, that do you feel like there's anything to people that say that you were overconfident this year or, uh, you know, a little a little cocky with the whole queen thing? Do you feel any of that? Uh, what, what do you say to those people? Not one bit. Not one bit. The only reason I'm voted off now and we're doing these interviews is because I grabbed the wrong buff. Mm-hmm. Had I gone to Exile Island, had I gone back to Mana with Haley and Michaela and Troyzan and Aubrey, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Right. You know? So it's not about even being cocky. Some Like, I'm one of those people, like, I'm the nicest person you could ever meet, but you screw me, and now you're going to get the other Sandra. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not, like, a mean-spirited person 24-7. I have a heart. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I talk to everyone. I, I, on a personal level, I try to get to know these people. You know, we're going to be out there for a long time. you got to have a relationship with everyone. Um, so it's not even about me pretending to be something I'm not. Sometimes things happen. I get mad. I get frustrated, and I speak my mind, and that's what you see on TV pretty much when I'm frustrated, when I'm upset about what's going on, and then I'm being mean, and I'm being sarcastic, and I'm being negative. But that's not the – the Sandra, the everyday Sandra. Right. You know, with, uh, I want to ask you about Ty again. With, you know, we saw last night, and, and we know from watching him before, that Ty is kind of a wishy-washy player, not very confident in his own moves. Um, he had two idols, of course, that, you know, nobody knew about. But was there any was there any attempt on your part to um, kind of, you know, uh, play off of some of Ty's paranoia that we saw last night to try to pull him in? Because in retrospect, you know, had you've gotten him on your side, his idols might have, you know, came in handy. No, me and Ty weren't doing too much communicating. Okay. Um, we were both, I guess, being standoffish. Me, I always wanted to take apart the Quran 4. That's why I was after Aubrey on day one. Uh, so me and Ty, and then... Again, too, with Ty, it's hard to understand him. And I didn't like having conversations with him and always saying, like, huh, what? (laughs) Like, could you repeat that? So, you know what? For me, the best thing to do was not to even really talk too much to Ty. And, you know, they're the ones that said, you know, hey, we've been trying, you know, we want to get Ty out. So, of course, I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. Um, But, no, I never... In retrospect, and I still wouldn't, I don't think, approach Ty because I didn't need Ty. I was set up really, really good up until this swap. Yeah. So I don't need Ty today, tomorrow, or next week. And you get you get voted out, and um, I don't know if this has ever happened, but the, the people that just voted you out then uh, gave you an applause <laughs> as you walked away. You, you had to have felt the respect level that people felt towards you and, and your legacy. Um I know, I know you didn't hesitate to go out there for Heroes Villains. You know, you jumped at the opportunity. But um, is there any part of you that, um, you know, I guess are you concerned with your legacy in the game at all? And, and kind of talk to that a little bit. No. Everyone keeps asking me if I tarnished my legacy. I don't think I did because at the end of the day, there's still not another two-time winner out there. That's mm-hmm. never going to change. I could play 20 times and lose 20 more times, and mm-hmm. it's still not mm-hmm. going to ever change that I'm the queen of Survivor. Point and, blank. And you, uh, so, yeah, you went, uh, I mean, you were at, I think, every single tribal council this season and made it even yeah, <laughs> the, five even, out of six. yeah even to make it this far is quite an accomplishment it's 94 consecutive days without getting voted out of survivor that's a record i don't think anybody will ever touch well no amanda has gone 108 i want to say amanda kimmel 
But that's just in days. At the end of the day, we're still two completely different players, although she's gone further because at, still we're not in the same category because I've won twice, you know. I don't just get to the end. I actually win. So getting to the end doesn't mean anything because several people have done that. But it's winning that really counts. So although she's at 108 and I'm at 94, it's still oranges and apples. And I think even you would admit, everybody would admit that to win Survivor, you know, it takes a lot of different things. But there is an element of luck. And you talked about just the, the, the luck of the draw, you know, being on the losing uh, tribe, uh, the challenges, uh, and then drawing. You know, if you draw that yacht uh, exile thing, um, you know, it's a different game probably, right? Even? Oh, yeah. If I would have went to Exile Island or if I would have ended up back on the Mana Tribe with, with my people where they outnumbered, you know, the other three that were there, I would have been golden. I would have definitely made the merge and made the final three because I was set up nicely to get all the way to final three. Um, but it was just grabbing that buff. That's the only thing I would change. Nothing else about my game would I ever change except that I picked the wrong buff, point blank. Okay. Well, um, of the people that are remaining, I mean, I know you were aligned with Varner there. Uh, are there people that you are going to be clapping at the TV, you know, watching them if they get voted out? Are there any, any people that you're hoping uh, fail miserably here? Are there any people you're hoping go far at this point? No, there's not one person I want to fail. Um, I have never been tighter with a crew, with a, with an entire cast, than this one. I love and respect all of them, That's including awesome. Tony, including JT. Like, you know, you get to meet these people outside of the game, and they're fantastic. They're, you know, awesome people. So there's not one person that I'm going to be like, yeah, I can't wait till they get voted off. It's a game. Mm -hmm. You know, you only got 39 days to get it right, and they're already 16 days in. Um, so I wish them all luck. And they're all game changers for a reason. You know, they're not afraid to make moves. And, you know, they're leaps and bounds in front of other players. So they did it. And they're going to do good. Game changers is going to be really, really good. I, I love it. Every every tribal council is going to be better than the last one. So you, you just have to stay tuned. And my last question for you is, um, you know, you won twice, you go home. But you, as you know, a lot of people play Survivor. Most of the people don't win. And a lot of people have a tough time struggling with the fact that they lost once they get out of the game. Is there any part of you, you know, this is obviously the first time experience for you having your torch snuffed. Is there any part of you... Um, that is kicking yourself. You said you have no regrets in any way, but is there any part of you that's it's gnawing at you that, you that you didn't finish the job this time? No. I went out there prepared to get voted off, but at the end of the day, I still feel successful about how I played my game and how I played those 16 days. So, you know, there's nothing. I have zero regrets ever when I play Survivor. Um, I had a good time out there. I had a good run while it lasted. Um, so no, I, I don't regret anything and I'm still, I still feel 1000% accomplished, you know, like I really set out to do a job and I did it the best that I could while I played the game. So I have zero, zero, zero regrets. I'm not sad about it. I didn't cry then. I'm not crying now. Um, you know, I was prepared. I, I was laughing with Jeff, like, Jeff, no, you've been dying this stuff like for years. Don't do it. But they did to me what I would have done to each and every one of them and not cared one bit about it. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. got me before I got them, point blank. 
Well, you're the queen, Sandra. You always will be to me. I'm a big fan, for one. And uh, best of luck to you Thank moving you, forward. And it was great watching you out there again. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. You too. And there it is. Uh, Sandra Diaz Twine. As you can uh, as you can tell, I mean, she is – you can call her cocky. You can call her overconfident if you want. Um, she is – you know, she just believes what she believes, man. At least she has uh, convictions about it. Say what you will. But – that was that. Uh, she's out of the game, and we move forward. So, again, I want you to uh, you remember that you can follow all of my stuff at Tom Santilli. Uh, Reality T is the website where you can find my written survivor reviews, episode previews, that sort of thing. And as a bonus, too, I want to let you know that uh, I actually posted my old archived uh, interview. It's on the Film Survivor podcast page on Podbean, or if you download it from iTunes. But it's a Film Survivor Archive. It's an old podcast that I did with Sandra way back in 2012. Um, it's more extensive than the one you just heard. And uh, it goes into a lot of, of like how what, what her day-to-day life is like and you know some of her thoughts on Survivor. And there was some beef going on at the time with her and Russell, which I think is still there, according to Twitter, yet even as early as yesterday. So uh, anyway, check that out. That's a bonus podcast in addition to this one. Uh, check that out. Let's shift gears and uh, get into, I'm going to briefly run through some uh, movies. As, a, as you may or may not know, I am the national film critic for Access.com. I have uh, been a movie critic now for about eight years. Uh, so in addition to covering Survivor, I am a film critic. So this week in theaters, the big film is called Going in Style. It's a film uh, starring Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman, Alan Arkin, uh, about a bunch of old guys robbing a bank. Uh, check that out opens Friday and then uh, there's a bunch of smaller movies coming out it's kind of a crappy week there is Smurfs the Lost Village coming out a, a completely animated Smurfs tale there is a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger drama which is a rarity uh, called Aftermath and uh, I won't say much about this movie but it is called The Assignment it stars Michelle Rodriguez as a male hitman who has a sex change operation <laughs> not by her choice, or his choice, I should say. And uh, that one opens as well. Uh, some of these are on demand, uh, and you can find them, you know, locally. But uh, those are the those are the key movies this week coming out. Uh, and just so you know, too, with this podcast, um, we're during during the Survivor season. I'm putting these out on Thursdays because of the that's when I get my exit interviews uh, from CBS. But what we're gonna do. As we shift into the summer, you know, as we get through May and into the uh, summer months, I'm going to start releasing the podcast more on Fridays, probably. The reason being is that I am oftentimes not allowed to discuss the movies that I've reviewed early uh, until opening day, which it would be Fridays, usually. So, like today, I can't really get into what I thought about going in style, even though I'd like to. Uh, you'll have to check in tomorrow, though. And again, I post my interviews, or my and my interviews, yeah. But I post my uh, all my movie reviews, all my celebrity interviews, all my Survivor interviews, all my recaps. Everything is posted on Twitter and on Facebook. So again, at Tom Santilli. Uh, but yeah, as we get into the summer, we're gonna talk more movies. We're gonna get into more movie reviews. I'm gonna be joined by guests and uh, occasionally some celebrities that are in town, you know, pimping their movies and. Uh, We'll have some fun, and we'll keep up on Survivor news, and we'll just kind of see where this thing grows. The response so far has been great, and uh, it's much appreciated. But with that being said, um, you know, let's look forward to next week. 
Uh, we'll be back here again for the Film Survivor podcast on Thursday, where we will have just gotten through another episode of Survivor, where it looks like uh, there's some tears going on over at the Mana Tribe. Uh, we had a shot of Brad and Siri uh, crying. So I don't know if something happens or or what the de- deal is there, but we'll have to see. And then, uh, of course, Varner is going to try to get out of the hole that he finds himself in on his tribe because he's uh, clearly in the minority and would probably be the easy vote, which this season has not been so easy. Uh, that'll do it, though. I appreciate you again uh, joining me here. Thank you. Uh, go check out the, the past podcasts. Go check out that Sandra podcast, Podbean iTunes. It's a Film Survivor podcast. I'm Tom Santilli. Go Tigers, man.